Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited to be here with you covering the final season, season six of Chesapeake Shores. I'm Carrie, and Casey is with me today. I sure am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And Anne, what have you got for us, Anne? Anne's here. Um, I'm back. That's all I got. (laughs) I'm glad to be back. I missed the preview, but I'm glad to be back for episode one, the premiere. Yes, episode one. Here we go. We are, I'm actually really excited that this was such a good episode. I thought it was such a good episode. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was so good. Like answered some of our questions right away. Yeah. Kind of got the ball rolling right away. Yes, exactly. I feel like the balls, you know, we kind of are, you know, like he's, well, exactly what you just said. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't do any of these like practice hits, you know, sometimes with series, they do these like practice hit episodes. We're like, yeah. okay, I, I kind of see where this is going. Yeah. No, this one was like, all right, put me in coach. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to cover some ground this season and we are starting. We have started. Now, this episode was titled The Best is Yet to Come. And I was like, I believe it. I believe the best is yet to come. This is going to be a great season. So, you guys, we start off immediately where we left off, which is unique. I think that's really unique, a series anyway. Mm -hmm. But we start off, the family is in the ER waiting room. Mm -hmm. Everyone's there almost. They can't get a hold of Jess. I mean, like, first first impressions of some of these little vignettes that go on. Like, who who caught your attention? So, the the funniest thing to me was just Bree and Jess. And this isn't like serious, but like you know, right. Jay comes in and they're like, oh, maybe she called Jay because they're just like really want to know, you know, who she yeah. called. And then 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 Evan comes and they're like, maybe she called Evan, and yeah. they're just like. No, like we want to know, and we're like we want to know too, um, and that was totally. Yeah, totally like though just the fun part because everything else was serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed that kind of lighter, um, you know, the lighter moment that was happening and the sisterly, like you know, <laughs> that's exit. That's it exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like this right away, just like their family, you know, their sisters. They're gonna banter. They're gonna tease each other. They're brothers in surgery for his mm-hmm. heart attack you know and they're waiting but they just kind of can't get this other thing out of their minds but this this episode I think had so many nods to past like family um history and like jokes or mm-hmm. um little things that that we all love and look for in the O'Brien family like that the sister interactions and yeah. other yeah. things That was so good. It was such a sister moment too, because you could, even with the intonation with Brie and her, just her sitting back, like, so she called someone, (laughs) you know, just, just the way they did it and the way they were going, it's like two real life sisters talking about gossiping about their other sister. And the reaction too was very much like, it, it was, it was so, it was so good. Because they were both like, oh, yeah, that's what she wants. I guess that's okay. Even though we think this is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a over the top reaction. It wasn't a, it was just, it's very, I don't know. It's just really real. Yeah. How they played that. Yeah. It was, it was so real. And I mean, 
why did, I mean, we'll get to this, I guess, but like, how did both those guys know then that she was there, that the O'Briens were there, that Connor was in surgery? They both like rushed to her aid. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I bet you she texted them. Maybe she did. Yeah, maybe uh, she texted them. Yeah. It's here, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, so, so they were not lighthearted. It wasn't a lighthearted atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin, Kevin's very serious. You know, he's on the phone with, with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mick and Megan were very just like somber, you know. Yeah. Um, but Margaret... <laughs> Margaret yes that was gonna be mine she caught my attention she's like slamming the vending machine totally getting some aggression out on the vending machine (laughs) she really did she just went over there and it was such it was such an interesting moment because it's somber right just as we were saying we're somber in here the music is somber and all of a sudden you hear smack (laughs) and it's like whoa <laughs> but I mean that is not like true to life though like when you're in a really stressful situation at the hospital their only thing you could do is wait and of yeah. course the vending machines at the hospital suck so yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I also love the moment when Brie was like I'm gonna oh listen I got this and bought the coffee and then yeah. Keller stuck the dollar back into yeah. her purse like again such a I don't know it was just such a real moment it was like I was a person in that room as a fly on the wall observing right. like a real life situation that's how I felt in that moment like, I'm like yeah. wow well I mean to, to put yourself in her shoes a little bit more too it's like she's she's there she doesn't know the family well they don't know her well they kind of don't know what she and Connor are to each other they she's not family she knows she can't really demand any answers she's not supposed to really have any answers but she cares so she's there (laughs) she basically put him there is what she feels like (laughs) I know which that'd be such a weird feeling to be like oh my gosh I kissed you and then you had a heart attack like I would like yeah like she said I would like be scared she made a joke about it later but like I'd be scared I'd be like um can you handle this because (laughs) you know totally fell so speaking of Brie coming in to um save her with the vending machine she definitely saved her with the um you know kind of snuck her back oh my god that was funny that was funny yes I'm adopted yeah (laughs) We're sisters. I'm adopted. Yeah. And then the lady's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go confuse her some more. Yes. I <laughs> love it. It's funny. <laughs> so this is, okay. So this is a new Margaret. And we talked about this a little bit in the preview, um, the preview show to season six. Mm-hmm. This is new Margaret. So these scenes right away with her interacting with family, with her interacting with Connor are really important. Mm-hmm. Do you think she pulled it off? I think so. I felt, uh, I felt chemistry. Mm-hmm. I felt, um, you know, Margaret's, you know, the same kind of like Margaret's energy coming from her. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I really don't like it when they have to, um, change people. I'm just one of those people. Luckily she's only one season. It's not like it's been four seasons and now mm-hmm. it's a person, um, that definitely helps, but I get really attached mm-hmm. to like people but um but I thought she did a good job and I thought yeah. that there was chemistry so yeah 
Yeah. I agree. What do you think, Casey? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was not distracted by the fact that we had a new Margaret at all. I think I was drawn into the storyline enough to completely overlook the fact that it was somebody different. Um, I think she embodied Margaret well, like yeah. the continuity was there. I think it will be interesting to see how Margaret and Connor's relationship develops now. Yeah. You know, but I have really great hopes um, just because there was a lot of consistency between the care, like between the yeah. two actors. Right. Um, and so I think I, I have, I have faith in the writing of the show <laughs> <I do too. laughs> now. <laughs> I do too. I do too. But you know, and we've said before, even if the writing is good though, if the two don't, you know, it could still fall flat if the two don't bring mm-hmm. chemistry or have chemistry together. Yeah. And I do think they did because, and they had, a, they were in a hard position where they had to build they had to go right there to the chemistry mm-hmm. where Margaret from season five could build it with mm-hmm. Connor and she like engaged us and like kind of, you know, won us over mm-hmm. where this one, she had to like jump right in and, and prove that they had chemistry right away. And I thought it was very promising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she, she did her homework. Mar- Marissa, is that mm-hmm. how you, Marissa? Um, she did her homework because I noticed there were some Margaret-like things that she would do, like just the way she would look at Connor or just the way she would maybe like position herself. Just oh, very nice. small actor things, bringing uh-huh. again the continuity from yeah. the last actress over. And so um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was a specific scene when they're sitting together and she's talking to him about... Um, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna handle it for a month. Just, there was just something there, like the way she was looking at him, her body language. It wasn't, again, I didn't feel like I was watching two different people. No. So I, I really appreciate that. So, I mean, that's a hard job too, for somebody to come in, in the middle of a series and embody this character that's, that's already been established. Like that's a hard job. So yeah. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> I think so too. Bravo. You know, she, we know that she can, comes from a large family. She said that in season five and um, the way she interacted with the nieces uh, when Connor was playing a game with them and oh, she yes. like right away just jumps in. She's like, I love this game. She was so natural and so good. I mean, even that you could tell, yes, she comes from a large family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the Margaret we, we know, mm-hmm. you know, or at least we're getting to know still. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah great job they did and I thought it was cute their dialogue just about um you know she's like I'd kiss you again if I thought you could handle it you know (laughs) 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 but then they did kiss and she was like okay that's a little experiment how you doing and he's like my heart's racing a little bit but I don't know if that's you know (laughs) I don't think that's (laughs) (laughs) I I just think yeah, very promising. Mm-hmm. Very promising. Agree. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years, each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques. 
including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. Okay, let's go back to this ER waiting room. (laughs) Jay walks in. Did you think she called Jay? Did you think, like, were you waiting for Evan? I was, yeah, I was confused because I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, I know she called Evan. So I'm like, what is Jay doing here? He's just a really nice person because he is a really nice person. Okay, wait, how do you know she called Evan? Because, I mean, way back when you predicted Jay because Evan was endgame. That was me for sure. But but you believed it because Anne came up with that awesome theory. But that was before we knew this was the last season. That was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I knew because I knew that this, because this is the last season, then I'm like, they don't have time to like make it believable for her to be with Jay for two episodes. And then all of a sudden, inside, she's switched over. Right. Um, With Robert, Um, but, uh, or um, Evan. But, um, but yeah, so I guess once it was the last season, then I was like, okay, I think I, cause you're right. I think I did say that. Cause that is usually, I feel like how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because the last season I'm like, Robert's in all the promotional pictures, like with her. <laughs> I know it's, I'm like, Jay's the nicest person. He like overheard somebody at Sally's say right. that, you know, Connor had a heart attack. He goes to the, you know, ER. Um, and then. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you know, Aaron shows up. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? Three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They played that really well. It did. They played that really well because in that moment, even though Evan and Jay know that the other one probably has feelings for the same girl, they came together as two grown adults, and it wasn't about them in that moment right exactly it was not about the two guys that is how you write a love triangle people (laughs) it's not about them it's about abby at this point and even when evan's like muttering on about like (laughs) trying to find the right words and saying like you know i'm not a teacher i i'm terrible at this jay was like no you know you did a great job you know yeah. I appreciated the humility. Yeah, they both showed humility and were like, this is about Abby. Like, this right. is not time for us to, no. To do yeah. whatever, like to growl at each other. <laughs> like they right. did last season. There was there was a moment where I did feel like, and it's possible because I, I assumed, you know, we know that it was Evan that she at least chose. We don't know if that was Evan that she called yet, but at least she chooses him for this season. But um, there was a moment where I felt like Jay kind of conceded a little bit. Like, he's like, oh, this guy shows up. Like, great, that was my thing. You know, I, I showed up and, and then he kind of like, yeah, you did great. And, you know, and, and then that's kind of it. You know, Evan mm-hmm. leaves, but he stays, but we don't see Jay the rest of this episode Mm -hmm. he's really so I'm like oh I wonder if he conceded there but Casey when we find out how we find out that who Abby called did you like that did you like that reveal 
I did. I, I thought it was really creative in the way they pulled that off. You know, we have Mandrake in the car with Evan, and then we flash back to the hospital, <laughs> and then we flash back to the car, and then yeah. you're kind of like, if you're kind of piecing everything together for me, once we've, you know, we're in the car, we're listening to Mandrake and Evan's music and they start talking about voicemails. I'm like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. But you know, the other thing that was stylistically creative is the fact that we, as the audience found out before the sisters. Yes. So that was also a fun little thing. It's like, we had our own little secret. We're like, ha ha, we know. <laughs> <laughs> because I think isn't it that she doesn't reveal it until the next day Abby right yeah. the next morning or yeah because all she says is well he never said anything about it mm-hmm. and, like, and then it's the next morning they're finally like who did you call yeah. <laughs> yes oh I thought I thought that was awesome because you're like he's in the car and you still don't really know and you're trying to read her body language how she interacts with both the guys but it's not clear at all and then he's like oh my gosh Mandrake I'm so tied up you know I have so many unheard read messages or unheard messages 35 Mm -hmm. or whatever wouldn't it be nice to have somebody at your disposal like yeah did Jess Jess say that I wish I had a mandrake or something like that. She's like, if I had a mandrake, I could do anything. Yes. <laughs> She's like, well, yes. true. I could do anything if I had a mandrake too, you know? Totally. Help me. Except he doesn't cook, but I mean, I guess I could do that. Um, yeah. He could help me do a bunch of other things. So great. Okay, so let's keep talking about Abby and Evan. We find out first before the sisters that, that Evan is who she left the message to. He overanalyzes the whole situation and wonders that's interesting for his character okay because he has everything yeah he literally is a billionaire he can buy things a plane a yacht a house (laughs) an apartment he can I don't know build a house for all the kitties on Chesapeake Shores if he wanted to but the interesting thing about him is he is kind of flawed so to speak in the fact that he's so internal Mm-hmm. and then he's at constant battle with himself mm-hmm. and he's an overthinker which leads me to believe he's slightly anxious just because I'm that same way <laughs> um, so I think that's interesting I think you know that's unveiling more of yeah We're Evan on the onion yeah yeah there's more to Evan than his money and I, I can appreciate that because it's completely bonkers that we've gone from Trace, who was, you know, a music star who got into some trouble there and then mm-hmm. found his way to fame, fame. And then we've like flipped to the other side. And we're like, hey, let's just give her a billionaire. Like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, so I thought that was, I, I, I like that. I like that we're seeing a little more of Evan's human side. Yeah. 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 I appreciated what he said. You know, he said, you know, I'm so impulsive. And he's like, you know, he was trying to be like, I don't want to be impulsive. I want to like really think through like how I want to approach this, like what I want to do. Yeah. Um, Because he's like, I have this tendency to just, you know, buy buy a boat today, you know, just like immediately do things because I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 
So I like that, you know, like you're saying, Casey, I like that they, you know, gave to his character and that shows that he's reflecting and trying to grow and, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is you know, what we should all, you know, want to do. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. We all need to. And I mean, there's, there's key things that Abby said to him last season, even that just really made him reflect and stop and say, okay, I'm not going to totally sweep this girl off her feet. Like she needs to see. Yeah like I can't just buy her love you know like so he he really was thinking that through but they can't help themselves you guys these two cannot help but be business relationship have this business relationship even as they're negotiating dates they can't help but like be business savvy with each other (laughs) that was cute I like that I'm just such a control freak that I was like I would really feel com- I would really feel like I, I had not like I had control, but I probably would in my mind yeah. feel like I had control. Like we talked about it, made an agreement, you know, you have this, I have this and we're going <laughs> to, it was for me, it's watching their negotiation. I was like, is this how nerdy business people flirt? <laughs> it was totally nerdy flirting. That was, was totally nerdy flirting. It was, I thought it was so cute though, because that's who they are together. They mm-hmm. were business people together and now they're trying to navigate this new the new waters of their relationship and mm-hmm. they had to like in order to be themselves and to let their guards down they had to be a little nerdy flirty mm-hmm. so yeah and, and like, I do like the idea of the two dates I mean Evan wasn't wrong when no. he's like you know the first one we're gonna be very nervous and trying to impress each other the second one we can feel more like ourselves right <laughs> like okay that's a good point actually that's very awesome. valid yeah I agree I totally agree I also thought it was really cute that um you know he Evan surprises me a lot he you think he's gonna come in and be awkward and straightforward and really like ruin a moment but he turns a moment around mm-hmm. and he becomes charming and delightful and his honesty like helps you know it just his clear speaking helps mm-hmm. oh mm, he's yeah. like are we going to talk about that about that voicemail that uh you left me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was funny and abby's just kind of like she's nervous and she's like oh well you know i just you know she's trying to just like you know, roll it off because she thinks like, oh, maybe he doesn't feel the same way. Right. And yeah, that was cute. So cute. So fun. Or when he said, um, you know, we almost just kissed right there or yeah. something, you know, like basically <laughs> then she's like, yes, we did. We almost did. And then he goes in and is vulnerable, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Anne, you know, it's like he's opening up and he's trying to assess and self-evaluate and like, I kind of love where they landed. We will, what did they say? We will um, kiss when we kiss or something. Yeah. Like when, yeah. Not tonight. Yeah. It's kind of swoon worthy. He was kind of swoony. Yeah. There were some sparks flying there. Sorry. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, it, it, there were sparks flying. I was like, um, and then, and then even him, he was like about to do it again. She's like, um, no, we decided we're not doing it tonight. So you just said, so we're not kissing. Which I 
think it's so cute because they wanted to. They wanted oh, yeah. to. You could see mm-hmm. it in the eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. the chemistry, you could just see it. The, the chemistry was sizzling. You're like, oh, are they now? No. Yeah, it yeah. really was. It yeah. Really- yeah. And it's interesting to compare that with our dear juice box Jay. Mm-hmm. Because previous seasons, Abby has always had kind of a wall up around him. Yeah. Even when they did go out on their dates, like they, there was still something that was holding her back. Right. Right. Something that she, cause she could control it. Maybe she felt mm-hmm. like, like she could see how he fit with her kids with her family. He was safer Didn't feel safe to her. I don't think mm-hmm. in, in a, in a good way. Uh, yeah. not not in a bad way mm-hmm. yeah 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 so we'll so. see <laughs> I love his um his little phrase when he said be seeing you I thought that that was what he said be seeing you and it was just like this old timey like this old-fashioned mm-hmm. old Hollywood like send-off I I don't know I don't know why I wrote that down but I was like that's a really quirky little way to say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's different it's like you said yeah. Like of of a past time, it doesn't sound like something somebody would say like today. Mm-hmm. No, it's an old soul. Okay, we've got so much good things to look forward to with Abby and Evan. Of course, the second day coming up that she plans. I wonder how that's going to show her personality and his. Oh, by the way, what did you think of the yacht and the lobster and the dancing and the? I mean, he really went. You can't go bigger than that on a date, and he, that was the first date. Was that? a good move oh well, I don't know if it's a good move but that's definitely an Evan move <laughs> <laughs> I would be in, I mean as me personally I would be very intimidated because I'm like I'm literally gonna be alone with this person like when I've been in a restaurant with like other people talking I guess there's music on the yacht but I'm like this is a lot of pressure it's gonna be that like, quiet unless we're talking besides right. And, you know, then I have to like go get, look all nice and then I can't dance. So then I, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to dance. I'd be like, oh my gosh, kill me now. Like, I jump <laughs> off the boat. Oh, and, but I thought it was really sweet that he actually cooked the lobster, you know, like, right. Or I guess he had it flown in, but he cooked it. You know, Mandrake didn't cook it. He actually no. cooked it. So I appreciated that personal, yeah, uh, that personal touch. But I, I, I think I'd be mm-hmm. overwhelmed. <laughs> and I mean, that's an like it's an Evan thing for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I, it, I think it fits. I think if it's him, okay. just from what we know of him. I mean, yeah. if it were Jay doing this, I'd be like, "Whoa, bro, slow your roll." Um, right. But this is Evan, and my thought is, I, this is the first one. You do realize it has to go up from here. <laughs> I know. That, that's a good point. <laughs> Like, what are we going to be doing? Are we going to be flying off to Paris for dinner and going to Belgium for waffles in the morning? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's very, um, oh, what was his, um, on Friends. Yes. But on Friends, when Monica dates the, um, the, the billionaire, it's very reminiscent of that. What was his name? He, he ended up going to the UFC or something. And he was like super duper rich. And he like, he's like, Hey, I'm going to take you out to dinner. And she's like, Oh, okay. And he, he like flies her to Paris that night and they have dinner at Paris in Paris. Cause he's like that rich. It's very reminiscent of that. 
fact to me. Okay, I do not remember that. (laughs) (laughs) This is like season three. This is pre-Richard. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is like season two, three. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember that, but... This will be fun. This will be mm-hmm. fun to see. I'm I'm curious to see if he tries to top himself or if he um, brings it down, but not in a bad way, but like um, like in a. I can relax. He becomes yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. More accessible, a little more down to earth. I don't know. I would be interested to see him interacting with the girls. Yes. Yeah. I was pleased with his interactions last season, but it'll yeah. be if they're going to go. But yeah, mm-hmm. as a couple, like if they're going to be a thing, like how, because that, that's a tricky thing, especially when he's got all the money in the world. It's like, you can't just buy, like teenagers are smart. Okay. They're kind of <laughs> dumb in some areas, but they know when you're pl- they're pl- yeah. like, they know when they're being played. So right. Um, that's true. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay high hopes for this uh for Evan and Abby I'm excited to see how they fall in love and um make a family together but let's talk about Brie and Luke Brie and Luke they've come a long way mm-hmm. they almost like they're walking on peaceful waters here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. happy and uh more comfortable and mm-hmm. they're I mean they're in the woods but they're holding hands and like just walking like on a trail mm-hmm. oh that sounds that looks so nice like why well, should do that <laughs> so like, calm and like tranquil um but then mick um that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole story there <laughs> he was being heard he was being so weird with her and luke I guess he just felt like, like, like neither of them said anything to him, and then he felt like he was the only one who knew because Abby knew. Right. And then he's been in prison, and you know, I guess he just kind of, I yeah, he just went super protective, Dad. Yeah, but you know what? I always, I, at that moment with the super protective dad, I was like, wait, what? Like he, but I feel like you know strange way I think he has always if you look back through the entire like canon just like Mm -hmm. little things here and there I think he's always had um like a soft spot towards Brie okay Brie is like in the middle she would not have said so she would not have said so but remember when no she would not have said so (laughs) no she would not have but remember like from a parent from a dad perspective and a parent perspective remember how he would always call her brie o'brien and she was so offended by that and he was like no it was more like a (laughs) like almost like a pet name in a sense like you just call her by her whole name um and just like different little things where i don't know there was something it's like with abby he Mm -hmm. can be like she's the reliable oldest child like they're they're so similar in their business brain and everything and then with the with the boys I mean that's a little different you know with son and father and stuff and then with Jess Jess was like Mm -hmm. Jess had a lot of trauma like being 
you know, right. abandoned by her mother. And then Mick was working all the time. So that, you know, I feel like he just has this, I don't know, there was like some kind of dad bond. Dad thing. Free. Well, this, he, he like, it was like 15 years too late in my opinion. Oh well, yeah. Trying to do. <laughs> like you think she has to tell you who she's dating and he kind of has an opinion now. But to bring up your point about him calling her Brie O'Brien, he did that in this episode. Mm-hmm. He said to Luke, are you seeing my daughter? And he said, your daughter? And he says, yeah, Brie O'Brien. Like, and he calls her this Brie O'Brien. And, and I cracked up. I was like, oh my gosh, she hates when he does that. But <laughs> <laughs> it might be so affectionate. Like you said, it might have this more affection than she believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they seem like they're in a good spot though, because they, they had a sweet connection on the deck about it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't know I had to tell you who I was dating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was cute. And I think it worked for me because I really thought he was gonna legit chew out um Luke. I really did. I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> but it was one of those moments where he was like, listen, I know you also work for me, mm-hmm. which also means that I can also fire you for anything, including dating my daughter. But instead he gave him a promotion. Yeah. I know. Exactly. I know. I was like, okay. He gave him a promotion and he happily said, I will kill you if you hurt her. Like, he was... <laughs> He was just being so. Know where you'll be, and I will do it. Do it. Right. Oh, offering you the job, Luke. Take it. Say yes. Like, do I really want to say yes right now? Now you just threaten me, and now you're offering me a job in like two minutes. I'm like, this is kind of a lot. (laughs) A lot has happened in the last two minutes. Well, you know, Luke needs, he needs a father figure. Mick so badly wants to be that and like make up for last time with his own family too. Like, I, I still think that they're, they're in for some good times together. Like some, some fairly easy times. If there's drama in the family with Brie and Luke, I'm not up for that. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Oh. Ugh, I just want it to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. But we shall see. Yeah. I just, I loved, I really did love though. Some of their dialogue um, together was so effortless. It seemed like Luke and Brie, it, they just had a, a fun, it went, it reminded me of when they saw each other at Sally's that one time and they kind of like, she didn't know he had been in prison. He asked for her number, that type of thing. Like it kind of reminded me of that conversation again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, how's your parole officer? And he says, oh yeah, he, you know, wishes me well. And <laughs> like really he's no and he was like yeah. saying like all the authors like you had in prison and <laughs> like, oh but then you didn't read anymore he's like he's like well, what happened he's like well I got out on parole yeah. <laughs> so like I didn't have like all this time to fill with only reading <laughs> I know oh my gosh I loved it I thought they were great so okay so that's Luke and Bree Jess and David Let's talk about Jess and David. Oh, Jess and David. Okay, but first, can I just say, it's like the episode in the first two minutes, I'm like, he has no shirt on in bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I know I'm always the person who notices, but I'm like, oh my gosh. 
I was the same way. I was like, oh, okay. We're making this like real. Yeah, I'm like, making this like real. they are married and we are showing him with no shirts. You know what? That is something they did last season. And if they're going to continue that on this season, you know, who are we to say? Ew. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked for me. So yeah, no, that was good. fun. That was was fun. Fun. I noticed that too. I was like, Anne's gonna, Anne's gonna bring this up. <laughs> Got to. Sorry, I'm still not used to like people being shirtless on Hallmark. It just stands Seriously. out. Like, it's like the whole screen like turns yellow because I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> no, this but they do a regular it. thing. But it's happening yeah, more now. But I'm just yeah. like, I'm still like not trained. I'm still trained to like red flag. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, Travis Van Winkle stumbling out of the shower over the towel, and I'm like, oh! <laughs> "This is not Lifetime, people. This is Hallmark." Exactly. <laughs> so funny. Well, so yeah, so he's he's on a call with his mom. They're they're at the end. They're in bed together, and um, not him and his mom. Uh, him and Jess, and <laughs> they. <laughs> You know, he says something like, you know, I can't believe dad did this, but at the same time, I kind of can believe he did this. Oh, and yeah. It's like, what? Why would you say that? Oh, my goodness. And he like hangs up on her or something. She hangs up on him. Oh, she hangs up on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was, pr- I mean, understandably, he was very hurt. And he also said hurtful words like, yeah. Yeah. you know that but I, I get it I get it you know as a kid who you know you would love and adore your parents most right. like, mostly I mean they seem to have even though they had their differences David and his like his parents he still respected them I mean he still loved them you know all these right. things and then to feel betrayed like that not knowing the whole story I, I mean right. I can't blame the guy for being upset because like now it's who knows what the truth is at this point right right um so an fbi agent comes up walks up to him at the inn and oh she did not mess she she was serious she She changed (laughs) so it sounds like she was more concerned not at the um it's that what aiding and abetting Mm -hmm. uh a felon or a criminal or something like she was like she you know she kind of played up the whole abetting thing mm-hmm. and word so what would that what would that be would that be did she think he was hiding his dad what is abetting actually I think yeah I think it's like helping them to evade the law or break mm-hmm. the law or okay something like that so I think maybe she thought Okay, he says he doesn't know where he is, but he probably knows where he is. And, they, and his family, he probably knows that his mom has sent him this money or that they've helped right. him, done something to help him mm-hmm. uh, to another country or something. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I think she meant. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, 
carry for Walmart comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. More like lying for, like lying for him or keeping his story going or something because um, it feels like that, like aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting is a legal doctrine related to the guilt of someone who aids or abets, aka encourages and incites another person in the commission of a crime. Okay. Okay. But that last part. <laughs> so not helpful. Basically, if you are encouraging someone to, or assisting them to commit a crime. Okay. So it, in this case, it would be. Oh, like the FBI agent is trying to figure out, did David help his dad or give him money or is hiding him or gave him money to go hide? Okay. Abetting. So, so what we're, what we have here is Connor and Margaret could possibly be called in to help David and Jess in Mm -hmm. proving that he's not aiding and abetting or something. I don't know. You know, if that were the thing, I would bet you that Margaret would figure it out. Yeah, Margaret will. Connor, Connor's Connor's on pain medication, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of pain medication, oh, yeah. is that why he was acting so weird? No, I, I just, I, I always get nervous when they show people because it's like they're purposely showing us for a reason. Mm-hmm. Is he addicted to Vicodin? I hate That's what I want to know. I mean, maybe I don't know if like this is something he ever had a problem with before, or it's like just now it's ha- I don't know. It's weird the way they're showing it though. It's- I know so purposeful every time when he took a pill and he quickly would hide it. Mm-mm. I don't know about that, Mick. Mm-hmm. I'm still nervous. So anyway, okay. So Mick and Megan then. Unless unless we want to say anything else about Jess and David. They've got this thing. They've got to work it out. They're committed. Although David's kind of hiding something from her about the FBI people. Okay, they'll work it out. I know mm-hmm. they will. Yeah. I think it's good for, like Jess said, to her sisters, like when they were having their ice cream time. Uh, which I love because you know it's like from the first season um or from the, you know the whole season the whole series um you know it's just like you know I, David's all the always the one who comes you know who helps me and who supports yeah. me and is there for me and she's like and now I have to do it and I don't know if I can do it because her whole life you know she's been the one who's been abandoned and who right. people have had to support and help and understand and be there for her because she had this huge gap like in yeah. her life yeah so she's just like I'm like like literally she's been the one who's been like helped and supported her whole life and right now it's like she's like this person's partner who this really crazy things happen to and mm-hmm. she's the one who's gotta you know yeah. step up and try to you know be there for for him and yeah um, I think it is gonna be um you know it's gonna she's gonna take a lot for her to kind of 
try to do that. And um, yeah, I thought a good I, thing for her to her character to you know explore mm -hmm. doing and you know be put in a position to you know mm -hmm. do. I think you're exactly right. And I think it was just like Jess to express some self-doubt in that way. You know, mm -hmm. like, just like she doubted if she'd ever be a good mom, you mm -hmm. know, she's like, could I, I don't know if I'm up for it. Like, am I up for, am I the type of person who could support a spouse in crisis? And I thought it was really important that Abby was the one who spoke up at that point and said, um, you, you can do it basically. Mm -hmm. Or like you, yeah, you will because she has, she was the one who did that for Jess. And so to be able to see a like, yeah, I see that quality in you, you'll step up. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, hopefully Jess was really encouraged by that, but um, I thought it was important that she was the one who spoke in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. As the oldest sister and as the one who yeah. really had to really be there for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she really did. She really did. Okay. So back to Mick and Megan. Megan is postponing her trip to LA. Casey, what were you gonna say? Ooh, man. When she told Mick, don't give yourself too much credit or any credit at all or something along those lines, I was like, whoa, okay. But she's right. <laughs> I mean, she is right. I, I it was just like, Megan, okay. I, I see you, you have transformed yeah because season one Megan would not have the guts to say that to Mick oh right. yeah no yeah I was just like I'm not gonna do that again and you know her his little thing where like I don't know if I can trust you type of thing he pseudo apologized for that he said I I mean it but I don't want to mean it you know that's not really an apology but um you know I I think that kind of sparked like a ignited something in her like no no, no, no. You don't know where I am now. I am not, yeah. I'm not going to abandon him again. I'm not going to do that again. So mm -hmm. that was, um, that was good to see in her. I thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I was glad to hear her say like, you know, say those words. I'm not going to abandon him again. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that, you know, Connor heard her say that, you know, he would be happy to yeah. say that too. Um, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. There's, that's that's a complicated relationship. Yeah, I mean, as two people who have grown children, they're probably in their what, like sixties. Yeah. So I mean, that is that's a lot. It's not as easy as say when you're in your twenties and right. your long time long time boyfriend dumped you or cheated on you or whatever. Like you right. know. It's, it's so much more complicated than that. And so I think they've, I think they're playing it well. I mean, all things considered with like how things ended last season, moving into this season. Um, I think that they do a good job. Nick and Megan do a good job of keeping their drama out from their family's drama. Right. So for example, when it was, when Connor came home, there was a really sweet moment between Mick and Megan, mm -hmm. but they were mom and dad in that moment. But when they were alone in the car, they were Mick and Megan. Good point. And so, that, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I noticed that too, in the ER in the waiting room, when the nurse said um, he can see one at a time. And she said, I think he can see two at a time. 
And, you know, and then she looked right at Mick because I was like, who is she going to have come in? But um, and then he kind of was like, thank you, you know, and so they went in as as the parents together. So um, I, I see, totally agree. I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that those two separate, you know, those two separate things, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that just shows their growth, too. I mean, as people, because I'm sure before you know, when they split the first time, it was not as mature, (laughs) you know, you know, this time it really is, they're separating their issues from the family. And so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they come together. Right. Um, that this is why this is why I don't want Mick to have a thing with Vicodin or with the drugs, because I'm like, your family's coming together. You're having a second chance with Megan. Like, don't do this. Yeah. I feel like this is. Yeah, I'm interested to see what. Yeah, what's gonna happen with uh, their story and whatever he's doing with his painkillers and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's a tool to get Mac- Mick and Megan together, like Megan helping Mick, and something about Megan proving her loyalties yeah something I don't know like helping to support him and showing that she's really in it in it and here and I mean yeah I can can see that I mean I think there's there's beautiful redemption possible for everyone I Mm -hmm. really believe that so I I think that in the right hands this story can go to a beautiful place and what I'm thankful for is I do think it's in the right hands with these Mm -hmm. writers I think they're going to take this to a beautiful place. Oh, I think so. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. Well, I did hear from a friend who told me that apparently Treat Williams said this is the best writing he's ever like experienced. So something along those lines. So I I don't know. It's hmm. (laughs) like we, and I don't even know where this is going. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. I could speculate all day long, but at this point, I really have no idea. No. And that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it, actually, to be, to just not know. Like, we're going to experience this season in real time, you know, the, the way that they want us to experience it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So a couple people who were MIA uh, mm-hmm. from this, from this um, episode, Nell. <laughs> I mean, they talked about her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She just made this uh, chicken noodle soup for you. Did she? Where, where is she? <laughs> okay. She just, you know, where is she? <laughs> gonna come say hi, though. She just still in the kitchen over the pot. Still in the kitchen. No one to um, Miss Susie Apple Bottoms' house for the knitting circle. <laughs> That's where she was. Which is funny that they like literally brought her up, not saying, oh, she's away somewhere, but oh yeah, <laughs> she made this soup that we're bringing to you. I was like, ah. <laughs> or like Abby said, oh, I'm going to go call Nell. She's with the girls, you know, like Nell was staying yeah. with the girls. I was like, okay, I, I guess. But I hope she comes back. I hope she makes this a good couple of appearances um, if she's able. Um, and then Sarah. Sarah mm-hmm. wasn't in... Um, Although she was talked to on the phone, of course. Of course, yeah, that's always where people are who are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just talked to so and so. Yeah. 
And Kevin had very minimal role in this episode. Mm-hmm. Very minimal. He yeah. was right there, faithful, brotherly. But you could tell there was a lot on his mind, though. Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mandrake from one military man to the next notices, you know, Kevin walk walk off and, and have a moment, need a moment. Mm-hmm. And um, he makes a connection with him, which is, a, which was so interesting. Cause I'm like, okay, are we going to like, are we going to like open Mandrake up here as the season goes on? I think we will. I think we are going to learn some more about him, which I would like to, he's just mm-hmm. kind of like this mystery, yeah. you know, guy. Um, I did just really think it was like, so like funny when they had the cat and they were like playing <laughs> oh. all these, like names and stuff i was like oh my god <laughs> levar like, Purton. <laughs> yeah katie purry and like i was yeah. like oh my gosh oh and my then mandrake god. in his way is like sir are you using the cat to procrastinate on making a decision about abby and he's like Oh, it's really perceptive of you, Mandrake. I think that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, yeah, they have this good, you know, chemistry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just, yeah, I thought that was funny. They really I do. Love it. I love it. Great dialogue. No scene was wasted. No mm-hmm. film. It feels it felt like no film was wasted with these longing looks off into the, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it just really was a great episode um any any final things that you wanted to say that we didn't touch on in this episode no um we got answers i do yeah we 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 felt feelings we we can see the we can see the road where at what i like we can kind of see where abby's taking her the road of (laughs) love yes um so uh, yeah I think I think it was off to a really great start I am intrigued I am here for next episode (laughs) um yeah I I just I really can't wait to see how they're going to wrap everything up in 10 episodes that's the biggest thing I mean there's just so much um and then the other thing I have to shout out is Connor's character in this episode I mean I know he have, he's recovering from a heart attack and all of that stuff but there's just something different about him like oh. there was he I don't know there was like a sparkle in his eye oh. even after he almost died do you mean like like a new appreciation of life or a something? new appreciation of life a new appreciation for his family and just different things I, I there was just something different about Connor um which is also it, it's nice to see growth it's nice to see a really big growth arc for a character yes. especially from where he started in season one yeah to now and it kind of makes me want to go back to season one because I haven't seen it in a really long time just to see the comparison and contrast of like season one episode one where was where were all the O'Briens yeah or season six episode one and just like just to compare you know well Um, that is a magical thing to hear you say actually Casey because there was a time there was a time when I don't think you ever wanted to touch a couple of those seasons ever again (laughs) 
<laughs> here we are. And you love this family, you know this family, you like where their stories are going, and you mm -hmm. want to see these story arcs. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, you know, and I've said this from the very beginning, the cast is so stinking talented. Yeah. I've said really that cool. from the beginning. I've said that season, like when the time, from the time we started covering Chesapeake Shores in season three, I think I've said it then I'll say it now we have a very talented cast and it's about dang time that they have a script that lets these people shine. Yes. And I think they like last year, last season, and you can go back and listen to our recaps from season five. Like we were here for it. Yeah. They were elevated. And now like season six for treat Williams to say, this is the best writing ever or whatever the quote was. I mean, like that's a lot. I, I you know, I, and so it's about time that they they get a good script to work from and yeah. I am excited for it I'm I'm very curious to know how everything wraps up but yeah here we are friends <laughs> back <laughs> to the shores <laughs> I love it and what were you gonna say you're gonna say oh yeah it was Casey said it but um I I did I liked and I thought it was realistic I mean maybe somebody of course this is television everything's you know quick <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I appreciated that in that, um, Connor, you know, his character was like, he was just like, I'm so grateful to be alive. He's like, I'm alive. Like I'm above ground. I open my eyes, I'm awake, I'm breathing. That's a good day. Like, yeah. you know, and somebody, you know, I think in real life, you know, you'd have to go through some, oh, why did this happen to me? And how could this happen to me? And all, all this. And then you would come to that place. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but, you know, I like that, you know, they, they mentioned and showed that he, because you could see that he was just like, gosh, like, I'm so grateful, yeah. you know, to be here. Mm -hmm. And I thought yeah. that was good and important. It felt good to me. Like, I was, I mean, not like moved to tears, but I could feel like in my heart that I was moved that, you know, yeah. he was just like. You know, it's always when you watch even TV, you're just like, you know what? Yeah, like we're like we're alive. Like, you know, we should be, you know, grateful because, you know, anything could happen any day to anybody. Yeah. Um, so it's always a good reminder. So yeah. I thought that was good. Um, I'm really looking forward to how this season's gonna wrap up. I'm so excited that the writing is so much better. Yeah, season three and four, I can just never see again and I will find <laughs> even like two, it's like eh. Oh, one is, you know, all the setup, so it's fine. Yeah. And then it's then it just starts, but two is okay. Um, but yeah, last season was so good. We got yeah. so many answers and things actually explained and talked mm -hmm. about, and we could actually understand these characters better mm -hmm. because yeah. this cast is so good. And so it's like it's never been that they were not good. It's just been that the script has not right and the opportunity to be like great right. and to just for the story to make sense and mm -hmm. yeah so I just I can't wait to see what's gonna happen me too and you know what as much as I'm looking forward to the big things and the big relationships the big story arcs the big stuff I was so excited to see some of those little things come back in this episode and I mm -hmm. hope they continue doing it and I'm you know I'm talking about the sisters eating ice cream on the bed you know just a simple small thing that we love so familial and it's familiar to us um talking about little nods to the past like rewriting again and just saying does it have anything to do with the family <laughs> and she says no and you know that was just like a, a hilarious little a couple of lines but 
it means something to the fans, you know, mm-hmm. it means yeah. to us. And then, you know, when he said Brie O'Brien, and we all remember, we all know, you know, what she thinks about when her dad calls her Brie O'Brien. I mean, stuff like that, I just feel like are these little Easter eggs to us who have been fans for a while now. Mm-hmm. And we want, we're cheering the O'Briens on. And I love that. So I'm going to be watching for some of those little things too. I hope that they like keep peppering those in through the, through the mm-hmm. script and um, storyline. Yeah. But I will say there's one thing now, Chesapeake Shores, the only time I've, I've really ever really cried during an episode was last season with the whole um, uh, Sarah and Kevin storyline mm. with the miscarriage. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever cried. So I want to know <laughs> if this, if something makes me cry this season, you know, it's a good season. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a moving story mm-hmm. last season. That was did a good job with it, and um, yeah, I, this season I don't know. I think we might. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's it for the episode one recap of season six, the final season of Chesapeake Shores. We hope that you are following along all season, just like we are. I'm so excited to see this in real time. Like we said, um, please, please watch along with us and listen to Chesapeake Chats. We are going to be recapping two episodes at a time. So look for bi-weekly episodes of Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast, just like we did last year. That seemed to work out really well for us. So um, Anne and Casey and I will be with you in two weeks to recap episodes two and three, but let us know what you think of episode one in the comment section here on YouTube or leave a review and a remark on iTunes. Definitely subscribe, definitely follow us so you don't miss any Chesapeake Chats as the season goes on. But um, Casey, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Casey underscore underscore Simpson. Awesome. And what about you? Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AWScott21. Okay. And come over to Instagram and find me at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. We love interacting with you guys. In fact, someone just heard our preview show and messaged me a couple of times saying, Hey, you know, I know a little bit about this. I know a little bit about that. And that I love that. That's so helpful for us as we um, go on and, and kind of like review these shows together. So we're thankful for that. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We will see you next time. Chessies. Bye. Bye Chessie. Bye.